0: You're listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast.
1: Two rivals that expected to be in the playoff conversation will square off tonight in a Thursday night football matchup that means so much to both teams that are trying to figure out how to keep their seasons on track. At Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app Sirius XM channel 80 Sarah Spain Jason Fitz obviously there's huge NBA news we will get to that shortly uh, with the Celtics and their decision to suspend head coach Emi Odoku for a year we will get to all of that but we start tonight Sarah with Thursday night football everybody knows that by this point 8 15 p.m. Eastern only on Amazon still feels weird to say that but sometimes the game's so ugly you hope maybe you don't find it the offense in this one could be abysmal as both teams are trying to get on track it's going to be windy as hell trying to figure out how these two teams stay alive when offense has been difficult to come by particularly for Pittsburgh is going to be the key to this exciting game
2: yeah and I think there's a really interesting fact that uh our 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 buddy Damian Woody talked about on KJM this morning which is how much the Browns probably wanted to get to this game Steelers too but the Steelers just lost the Browns really took it Really took it, and from the Jets and Flacco. So Damian <laughs> said this, which I think was the perfect way to approach getting to this game as quickly as possible on this Thursday night. I
0: think this is actually the best thing that could happen for the Cleveland Browns okay. playing on Thursday night, because you you know as a player when you lose a game like that, it weighs on your it sits it's, it it just sits on you. Mm. So the opportunity, that, the fact that you have an opportunity to rectify the situation really quickly, I think it's a it's an advantage for the Cleveland Browns in this in this situation.
2: That's... We talked about this specifically with my Chicago Sky and that incredibly pathetic fourth quarter that bounced them, and how they have an entire off season to think about it. This is like a tiny smidge of that, and it was still painful to think about waiting even just a couple more days to get back out there after the two minute drill turned into two touchdowns and a win (laughs) last weekend.
1: You know, every time I hear that, it makes me feel a little better about the pathetic ending of my Sunday last weekend. You know,
2: yeah, comparatively for sure. (laughs) A lot of
1: teams are just sort of trying to figure it out and i don't know that i necessarily love the concept of players only meetings having this huge impact but the fact that we're only a couple of weeks in and the defense has one of those for the browns i think speaks to the fact that Cleveland knows the opportunity that they're in right now. And if you're the Browns, you can at least compartmentalize, hey, all we have to do is stay afloat. And whether we love or hate the fact that Deshaun Watson will be playing, whether we believe in him or not, that's the hope if you're the Browns organization and you're in that locker room is that, you know, come week 12, suddenly you get your quarterback back and everything's going to be lights out. So all you're trying to do is just tread water. For the Steelers, what's difficult is that I'm not sure there's any easy answer to what looks like, A ton of problems for this offense. And part of it's Mitchell Trubisky, part of it's Najee Harris, part of it's the offensive line, but the Steelers offense is just it's just bad. It's just flat out bad.
2: Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's similar to what I said coming into this season. I thought it felt like Mitchell Trubisky had earned the job, but who knows how long he'll keep it. He's a limited quarterback. He's a guy who can make good plays rolling out. He's got good legs. And he can be serviceable, I'll say. Now, I, I, I was all for Mitchell getting another opportunity, not within the Matt Nagy system, and getting a chance to feel like, you know, he really got to see what he could do in the pros. But the limitations that he's shown so far are exactly what we saw from him in Chicago. And when T.J. Watt was there and the Steelers' defense was tearing things up in week one, there was a lot more optimism for them to be able to weather an offense that didn't have much going for it not the case right now as people are already calling for him to be replaced this is a very big night for mitchell trubisky not just to be decent but to show them he's got a wider range of capabilities and they can throw more different kinds of plays at him and see some actually uh good football
1: yeah that's part of this great uh conversation too is uh, what can Trubisky do? Is the is the offense holding Trubisky back, or is the Trubisky holding the offense back? And you know, you have to give s-
2: Tomlin the edge in that one, right? Right,
1: a hundred percent. I mean, because we've seen this sort of issue. We've seen a little, like a tiny, tiny, tiny smidgen of uh, really good football from Mitchell, and the rest of it has been, man, uh, we've seen all great coaching from Tomlin for the most part, right? Like, so it's it's hard for me not to give him. All the benefit of the doubt in the conversation, but when your defense has been the priority of the entire organization and whether it's trading a first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, who just seems to get an interception every time, you know, most people order a beer, it's just like another pick, another pick, another pick, you know, you feel like that defense was being built in a way where, hey, it could help us be competitive through anything. That's one of those be careful what you wish for situations because there's just there's no wiggle room. There's no room for error for this defense at this point, which I think is a little why, if you look at the Vegas number, they have the over-under at 38 in this game. For anyone that doesn't know, that means 38 combined points from both teams scored. That's a really low number, but when you start talking about how inept these offenses are and what they will rely on from their defense, it actually makes a lot of sense. It, points are going to be hard to come by in this game.
2: Yeah, it's going to be ugly. It's going it's, it's to be ugly. Hey, but maybe some defenses are going to feel good about themselves. Maybe even defenses that don't necessarily deserve it. But if you get enough bad offense, you might get some pretty spectacular-looking defensive plays. Um, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick started off his season by reading Joe Burrow and exactly what he wanted to do and getting that incredible pick, six. So um, can he be a hero yet again, especially while Watt is recovering? You know, can he be the leader that they're looking for? can he make the defense so dominant that it doesn't matter that the offense is super one note. I mean, again, that's what we saw from the bears in that first season with Trubisky, where he was technically a pro bowler based on the number of quarterbacks that turned down the opportunity to go. And don't forget the NVP Nickelodeon valuable player. Um, I, you know, if the defense is that good and he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, that's not a terrible situation, but um Obviously, you're going to need to see growth. And I I guess the question, too, is are they looking to the future and development or are they looking to what can we accomplish now? Because Tomlin doesn't want to get that record of never having a losing season spoiled. But if they're not going to really contend, are they better off? going to somebody like Pickett and just seeing what they've got and starting that development.
1: Well, and one of the things that's going to make all of it difficult for these offenses that we've already basically painted a picture of they're not going to be pretty uh, is the, the the wind. Like, you can handle rain, you can handle snow, you can handle a lot of things as an offense. Not a lot you can do about wind gusts that are going to be incredible, (laughs) right? So uh, if you start thinking about huge, high winds, now what do you do when you're looking at both teams that are trying to figure out, like for the Steelers, Najee Harris hasn't really been able to get on track, so you haven't seen the best running game. At least for the Browns, you can turn around and say, and that's why I think the Browns have the edge in this game. I can at least say, hey, if it's so windy that we can't throw the football, then I do have a Nick Chubb, and I do have a Kareem Hunt, and I can't get enough productivity out of that. You know, I just don't know that if the theory is these teams are going to have to stretch offensively, I don't know that you can do that when you're talking about huge gust winds suddenly coming into the wind tunnel in Cleveland. It's like the, the Elf's going to have his little Elf hat blow off on midfield.
2: The Elf so far is a really bit bad, unfortunately. Uh, you know, he's 0 for 1. They introduced him presumably to spark the team to victory. And maybe he's to blame for the collapse. You never know.
1: I mean, that's the, the the curiosity will be through the roof when you have two division rivals playing on a Thursday night. You can be part of Spain and Fitz Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, by the way. Tweet us, at Sarah Spain, at Jason Fitz. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. and college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. All right, we are going to continue over the course of the next couple of hours to give you everything you need to know about Thursday Night Football with some great guests and more insight. But in the meantime, there was massive news in the NBA that impacts one of the title favorites. We'll tell you about it, getting you updated on the latest next. Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: Spain and Fitz, the podcast.
1: Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. There are very few bands that get me in my feels more than Queen. I'm just going to be honest about it. Like, I thought about just slaying out the whole time, but then I knew Sarah would think I forgot I had to do my job. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, massive, massive, massive fan. Well done. Uh, all right, so we'll get you back to the Thursday night football coverage. We know everybody's anxious for tonight's game, uh, but that is not the only huge story happening today, and I do mean huge, is it felt like late last night, Uh, The sports world sort of went, what? As the news started to come out that the Boston Celtics have suspended Coach Ime Odoka. For a season for the entire season uh for a relationship apparently with a member of uh, the organization in some capacity uh it, it is it is he's facing a season-long suspension it should be noted at the end of that season there is no guarantee that he will be brought back it is at least a season-long suspension uh we're waiting for more information sarah uh, and obviously everyone's trying to get down to the bottom of it and that's what makes this really tricky because As we were finishing SportsCenter on Snapchat last night, this was breaking, and everybody was saying, well, what do we do? Do we put it in? There just wasn't enough information. And as we've gone through the course of today, everybody's trying to piece together information when we have very little of it so far, other than this is a season-long suspension that he's facing.
2: Yeah, it was weird when it broke last night, and I worry that that is one of the... Responses to the be first regardless of whether you're you've really got enough Mm -hmm. information to go with and that's not a slight on that's just how this business is now. I just don't know what the benefit of he's probably going to be suspended for some amount of time for something is, right? And so we were all wondering what the next piece of information is. And the fact that we haven't gotten anything yet from the Celtics is surprising to me. Fitz, I've heard a lot of people complain about the Celtics leaking this and that it's personal behavior. It's none of our business. I don't see any reason to believe that it was the Celtics who did this. Uh, As far as I've heard, I haven't gotten any information that anybody had that it was the Celtics who said anything about this. It seems to me there's plenty of parties involved who might be interested in making EMEI and whoever else was a part of this embarrassed, bringing shame upon them, and be a lot more likely that they would leak this information than an organization that has been silent and has allowed rampant speculation and criticism to be floating around all day. Um, I I also just want to say that I've seen most people talk about this in the sense of it being gossip, nosiness, none of our business, um, or at the, at, the, at the very least, just uh, a really poor decision by someone who signed a contract with the team that includes behavior like this not being allowed. I also want to remind people that when there are interoffice sexual relationships, even when consensual, there are power dynamics at play. And if he was in any way a superior to the person with whom he had this relationship, that needs to be considered. We had a whole lot of conversations when the Me Too movement began about understanding when something is both consensual but also the result of uh, power dynamics in that office. And I'm not saying that that's at play here, but that's one reason to look at this as much more than just hey, why'd you cheat on your wife? Or these are two married people, this was dumb. Uh, There's a lot of details that have yet to come out that I think are going to probably, if they do come out, give us a better perspective on this uh, and and why they felt like this suspension was necessary.
1: Spain and Fitz, Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz, uh, your point about the leak of this, I think is such an important one because I always go back to what a friend told me years ago, a source who benefits from it and you probably know who leaked it. Well, The Celtics certainly don't benefit from the timing of this information coming out. The players uh, were finding out just as the rest of the world was finding out. I'm sure they would have loved to have done that a different way. Uh, Ime doesn't benefit from any of this being leaked. We have to remember that when there are, as has been said all day, consensual relationships, Uh, between two adults that there are also bystanders to all of that there's collateral damage in those these relationships Uh, it leaves a lot of people hurt it's easy to find why somebody that's involved in this may want to get that information out it's not easy for me to see why the celtics would do that i think the presumption people have that the celtics are leaking it is just because people aren't thinking through what it would mean for the celtics to leak it that's part one of this part two of this Is that the Celtics are being very calculated in what we know, how we know it, and when we know it. Because you make a great point, Sarah, that we haven't heard anything officially from them throughout the course of the day. There's been plenty of time to come out and at least issue a tweet or a statement. We see things like this all the time but we have not seen any sort of official word from the team that gives us any indication of what they're thinking why they're thinking or what they did why they did right so that has to be factored in to the information we're getting and why we're getting it that's 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 part of the slow your roll moment of of all of it that being said they feel strongly enough about whatever happened to make sure that their coach that just took them, you know, all the way to the NBA finals is now not going to be their coach for at least a season. So they have to feel strongly as an organization about whatever it is that's gone down.
2: It's Spain and Fitz, Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz. We're talking about Ime Odoka, who is facing potentially a season long suspension for a relationship with their member of the team staff. A lot of people I saw comparing the length of suspension to Robert Sarver. Let's be specific here. One is a team Suspension that the Celtics are choosing. The other is an NBA suspension. Now, of course, Robert Sarver is starting the process of selling, and it felt like Adam Silver was trying to explain that his hands were tied based on what he's allowed to do in terms of taking away property versus an employee of a team that the Celtics are choosing to suspend. I also think it sounded like a really long suspension to me, but one, we don't have the details, and two, you have to basically go, I would say, with a couple of weeks or a full season. If you do something in the middle and you're two months into the year, three months, five months into the season, and you've got people asking, okay, when's Emei back? What's it going to look like? How's the transfer of power? How if the team is struggling, they're just waiting for Emei to come back. If the team is great, should they bring Emei back? That's a conversation all season long that pulls away from the focus of the team on what they're trying to do. I also think, you know, Uh, I heard people talk about this all day, and and as we're waiting for more information, people's opinions might change. But Stephen A. Smith said this on First Take this morning.
0: There's plenty of white folks in professional sports that's doing their thing, and I say that not complimentary.
1: I don't see the information out about them. Why are we talking about this now? We got to talk about it because it's the news. Ain't none of our damn business unless you fire him. But if you keep him, it's none of our business. It should have never been it should have
0: never been put out there by the celtics organization and don't tell me you didn't do it because you absolutely did it because news reporters got it so it emanated out of boston somebody ain't in
1: l.a or utah or something leaking this stuff about the boston celtics this is on y'all you shouldn't have been out here that's what i have to say I, i just
2: want to point out uh I don't think the idea that it's only our business if he's fired is one that's going to fly in today's landscape. I think if they had announced that he was suspended for a year and gave us no information why the digging would begin, people would care. The The rumors would be out there. And there are plenty of white coaches, GMs, non-black coaches, GMs that have had these conversations about them. Bobby Petrino, Calipari. I mean, the college coaches list alone is super lengthy. So I just, I don't know that this is a a race issue in terms of why we're talking about it. This is a culture issue. We are really into gossip fits. We are really into digging into people's personal business, especially when their wife is a beautiful, famous actress and they're a good looking young couple that we've held up as this representation of a great hot relationship. This is not a surprise to me that people are interested. And you could say it's not their business all you want, but we do this with everybody.
1: I mean... Adam Levine? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it any of my business if a rock star is sending DMs to another model? It it, it, just, it, it isn't. And as it's I say who to my friends are. that get spun up about it, I'm like, doesn't change my Saturday. Like, I, I, it, it's not personally something that I thrive on on getting involved with. But we live in a world where that's what happens when you have a certain level of celebrity, and when you are a head coach of one of the most prominent programs, uh, prominent franchises in all of sports, it's going to become. A conversation. I think it's naive of Stephen A. at least to step back and not say, "Oh wow, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna want that information." If the Celtics right. had suspended him and said nothing, he would have gone on first take and he would have said, "You've got to say something. You owe it to your fans." Right. They were damned if they do and damned if they don't.
2: Not to mention, uh, somehow cheating is something that's none of our business and we should never talk about it, but when we get into players who have inappropriate and perhaps criminal relationships with them and there's also a desire to not really cover it, it's very strange.
1: We'll keep breaking it down, but we got to get back to Thursday Night Football with an SNL alum next.
0: Spain and Fitz, the podcast.
2: It's Spain and Fitz, Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz, hanging out with you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Getting you ready for Thursday night football. We'll get back to the Celtics drama as well. Also, uh, a very interesting statistic about the Dolphins that you won't want to miss. But right now, we're going to talk to the host of the NFL Pylon on Amazon Prime Video. That's right. This man's insufferable Rams takes and absurd Instagram videos have earned him a job with the National Football League. It's Taryn Killam, one of our Saturday Night Live faves as well, an alum of SNL. Taryn, I can't believe they gave you a job talking about football just for painting your face and acting like a moron every
0: week. They literally, someone just said, hey, what are you doing? Keep doing it, and here's money. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense.
1: I, I don't think I've ever been any more jealous of anyone right. than I am in this moment. Like, <laughs> the question, the first question here is though, like, because the show's a beautiful version of like getting everybody's chaotic reactions, which I love. How much like, where's your balance? How much of your own chaos do you put in? Because I, like, I feel like I could fill a three-hour show just on one Raiders game. So how do you like balance your reactions versus fan reactions?
0: Fortunately, like I'm, I'm not like at the helm. Helm. I'm the face, not the brain. Okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, I mean, it's tough. We literally shoot next door to SoFi Stadium. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I get in the car when I wake up. I drive to work. I stay there. I see Rams games, and I go home. That's my whole life now. <laughs> um, you know, I, it, it, it's awesome because it's it's basically you know we're going we're trying to make a show. Like he said, it's like just like. You're watching the game, freaking out, making jokes with your friends, but just a lot of my friends happen to be professional comedians, you know? So yeah. I, I, am, I am actually, I've been encouraged to to tout and promote my, my Ramily, my Rams fandom. <laughs> so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push that as hard and as far as I can until someone says stop.
2: I mean, we've seen it in your wardrobe already. You're rocking all of the colors. You're, you're rocking the exactly. shoes. Um, exactly. I, 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 have you ever heard the phrase, don't bleep where you eat? I'm a little concerned for you, because let me tell you what happens, Taryn, is you become less and less angry and hateful about the teams and players you get to know that aren't your own. This is something, when people ask me, oh, has it made you love your teams any less? I say, no, 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 I still love my teams just as much, but I hate the other teams way less than I used to, because I actually know sure. them now, no, and I no, get no. to talk to no, them, see, and I respect them.
1: You're too much of a professional, Sarah. <laughs> That's like fair. I, I'm five Tarant's years into this business, and I still hate the Broncos. <laughs> I still hate the Chargers. I still hate that. Taryn, don't listen to any of that. Exact well
0: I think like like Sarah you're like you're doing actual legitimate journalism like you're knowledgeable and <laughs> right. no staff I'm literally just making fun of the way people look and when people <laughs> mess up on the football field so I promise you I'm not going to be making friends anytime soon
1: Have you uh, have you gotten any reactions from any of the Rams of your yeah, reactions
0: You guys The the Rams
1: the Rams know how near
0: and dear they are to my heart so like you know uh, Andrew Whitworth even just participated in the, in the episode that went up just yesterday afternoon. So, the, you know, the Rams got my back, but it's it's so hilarious. There's, it's such a wonderful Twitter experiment to have this show. We're only two episodes in and we made like we made a, a Jets burn. Say like we kind of laughed at the idea that they might actually win too. Clear <laughs> like clearly a joke. But Jets fans lost their mind.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get used mind. to that.
0: <laughs> In such a beautiful way that I fully encourage and, and, and honestly understand, I don't blame them, but it is funny because you go like, oh, I'll put out a tweet about something nice or a charity and maybe it gets like 12 likes. You burn the Jets one time and there's 400 retweets of it.
2: You'll rue the day! Yeah, welcome to our (laughs) Menchies. Welcome to our Menchies. Get used to it. Not wrong. wrong. Uh, Taryn Killam (laughs) is with us. You can follow him at Taryn Killam. The Pylon is on every Wednesday at 7 Eastern on Prime Video, and you can watch the episodes uh, streaming after that. Um, yeah, you and I last uh, saw each other in person, hung out at the Rams Super yes. Bowl after party. Uh, probably the, of more, my life, yes. the more famous people there. Uh, not a lot of the Rams actually showed up when I was there. I think they made their own plans. They were uh, celebrating with each other. I can't blame them for that. Yes. But um, how are you feeling about the start for your team coming off a, a championship last year?
0: This week, much better. <laughs> Last week, and honestly, not not that much better this week. To right. be honest, we we won by giving a safety away. So
2: yes, good strategy nothing, though. Nothing I mean, the Browns could have used a little bit of that. that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, following Rams Ramsdom like I do, you know, we just picked up six people off different practice squads and stuff. So you know, there's a little scramble right now. Um, I'm excited for the game against the Cardinals because the game against the Raiders is so exciting. So, you know, I have I, in McVay, we trust. In McVay, we trust. In McVay, we trust. Just... And, in, and in Stafford, we trust, you know, like half of the game.
1: I don't know. I feel like I feel like I just found out that we're hanging out for the Rams Raiders game. That's what I feel like I just found out, Taryn. Uh, just tell, yep. t- tell me what it's like to to have a team that wins a Super Bowl. I don't know these things. I, I just like legitimately. How long does that high last? Because like that, I, I'm Do searching you... for it.
0: Oh, until they give somebody else a ring, that that is ours to 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 taunt in and around every venue that I that I'm in. Um, I mean, Sarah knows better than anybody because she was right beside me that night uh, like <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it because i almost feel bad going into detail because not only did we win a super bowl we won a super bowl in our home, home, home stadium mm. six years after moving cities in the greatest sports facility currently on the planet earth it, 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 everything aligned everything aligned with the greatest super bowl halftime show too by the way um well, it's, it's a nice amazing. feeling it's a real yeah. nice feeling
2: Yeah, I I felt good about it because I was like, I think I want the Bengals to win, but I win $1,800 if the Rams win. So I guess it's fine either way. And it worked out for me. That's how you gamble responsibly. That's how you do it. That's how you gamble responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) Former SNL cast member and the host of the NFL Pylon on Amazon Prime Video, Taryn Killam, with us here on Spain and Fitz. I know you've got fellow comedians on with you, but like you said, Andrew Whitworth, you've got other cameos. Who are some of the top of the list folks other than me and Jason?
0: okay uh, i mean absolutely at the top of the list you yep. two without a yep. doubt um you know you try to balance like the comedy with 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 the sports knowledge so you know for me obviously just just being in the vicinity of aaron donald would always be great but um <laughs> we had we had you know who we had was fantastic rich Ornberger, who actually played yeah. for six years he was fantastic i so follow funny. him on Twitter. Such a great interesting dude. dude. Yeah. He's, he was amazing, and then we had Blair Sochi. If you don't follow her on Twitter, shame on you. Instagram, she's the funniest. So we're trying to do that balance thing. So we're, we're certainly open to suggestions, but I, I may protest and not have anybody else until you guys fly out to LA.
1: <laughs> look, I'm not. I'm not angry. Put
2: about it on that. Amazon's budget. We're there. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's, let's you go. You can take a rocket that, if you want.
2: That yeah, that Bezos guy's got a couple rockets that look like penises sitting around. <laughs> yeah, Send us
1: exactly. one. Exactly. Just we can t- have you home in 30 minutes. This is amazing technology. Yeah, look, we're, we're promoing this. Obviously, you've always got a million things going on. Is there something else you're, like, mega excited about this fall outside of football?
0: Oh, God. I just the holidays. I'm a big holiday nut, you know? I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm excited every time I go into a CBS and see all the Halloween candy. Um, oh. I guys, I'm going to say it. I'm loving rings of power. I'm go. loving it. I'm loving rings of power. <laughs> all
2: right,
1: that's work, good to know? get another Amazon pro- promo
0: yeah, in there. I mean, that's
2: well that, done. That wasn't that's
0: professional all. work. I mean, that's, that's professional. and that's how you do business responsibly.
2: <laughs> I was going to say that's how you end up getting people to throw money at you to just keep being a moron, Fitz. Exactly. We need to work on please that. Please let me
0: have a job at SoFi Stadium for the next twenty years of my life, please, please, please.
2: <laughs> well, Taryn, we're super excited about the show. I want to ask a quick question before we let you Thank go you. because I was thinking about this yes. when it got announced this is sort of like not specific to nfl but sort of like my dream job and when i was starting out in the biz people would always ask me like what would you most want to do and i basically said the daily show for sports i would want to cover it genuinely and authentically and talk about the news when i needed to but also have it be satirical and funny and smart and the more conversations I had about that, the more I realized that there isn't fair usage in sports the same way there is for news. So you rip on a couple players or teams, you're not getting the rights to any footage. No one's going right, to come on exactly. and talk to you, right? Whereas in politics totally. and news, you, you're you're allowed that footage, and there's a there's a fair usage rights and laws. So how do you? find that sweet spot of I'm being playful, I'm making jokes, but I'm not alienating myself or people aren't calling into Amazon and saying, hey, you're a partner of this league. Uh, Because I think that's where it's tripped up. Norm MacDonald had a show that kind of tried to do this. Uh, My buddy Matt Eisman did did a a sports show like this. And that comedy sports line is tough because also you have to have an audience that gets enough of the jokes. So they got to be kind of lunatics like us who watch all the time
0: astute point that that we're currently like in debate about so <laughs> so a few things so so number one like philosophically like you know the the, the nfl sports fans in general you know and, and players and coaches themselves are not are not uh, it's not alien to them to have trash talk or to be roasted or to be given a hard time so so there is an arena that does exist you can you kind of know the energy But the most important philosophical thing for me when I sat down with our creative team and and all the executives is that like, I'm the butt of the joke first.
2: No one deserves to
0: be made fun of more than me. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not asking anything of the people we're covering that I wouldn't ask uh, of myself, quite honestly. And I think as long as we stick to that, we should be okay. Now, you know, part of comedy is testing boundaries and seeing where the limit is and we'll get there. But like, I feel confident making a Tom Brady joke because at the end of the day, Tom Brady is the most successful football player in the world with everything going for him. And he doesn't care what, you know, like a sixth generation white guy from SNL is saying about him, (laughs) quite honestly. The other nice thing we have going for us is we are an NFL Films production in terms of access of footage and clips, like we haven't even scratched the surface. We don't just have access to everything they've filmed this season. We have
1: access to everything they've ever filmed. You've
2: got the, autumn, like, wind. Oh, no. You've got the just, autumn wind. You've got the autumn wind. You have no idea,
1: like such a for somebody that hosts. I host a lot in the digital space for us. We have no access to those those highlights. We have to yes. build around yes. no capability to use NFL highlights at ESPN. Like that's a wild it's advantage. Insane. I, it's, I'm so it's jealous. Insane. Oh, yeah, well, I, if it's not the I, world's best you show, and I'm then, sorry. you know,
2: it's your fault, <laughs> clearly. You've got all the exactly. tools. You've got all the tools. Only have me X's. to
0: blame. <laughs> only have me to blame, for sure. Uh,
2: well, congrats. We look forward to watching it and uh, being Thanks. on it. Taryn, always love you having you on. Thank you, you thank on. you. Thanks so Anytime. much for the time. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Love you
0: guys. Thank you so much. See ya.
2: Taryn Kelm, one of our faves. Go watch The Pylon. It's on every Wednesday, 7 Eastern on Prime Video, or you can watch old episodes streaming whenever you want. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join the growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Coming up, we'll spotlight one of the weirdest trends in the NFL when we get to quickies next.
0: Spain and Fitz, the podcast.
2: All right, I'm calling an audible real quick to top this segment. I just saw a photo of wine, and it really made me want wine. But that's second to when I see a photo or video of pizza. So I want to put it out there. At Sarah Spain, at Spain and Fitz, at Jason Fitz. What is the food item that when you see a photo or video of it most often makes you go buy or eat that thing because i'm gonna say pizza every time
1: yeah okay so when i'm when i'm not being militant with what i eat pizza definitely is on the list but if there's any one like anytime i see a commercial for some sort of ice cream thing then like like i was I'm, i'm just sitting there innocently watching tv the other day and suddenly there's a dairy queen uh, cinnamon bun center blizzard Ooh. commercial and I was like what are we doing like I'm texting people I haven't talked to in a year just to find out if they've eaten it just because I want like <laughs> describe it so to them. so gojo gojo was the first yeah I was like tell me if you tried this and he's like wait this is a thing and I'm like "How do you, you're a fat guy how do you not know this so like yeah I, 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 I it's definitely any ice cream thing makes me want to go mm. nuts but I did resist mm. the temptation by the way
2: congratulations Thank Thank I you. did the other day too when I saw pizza the wine I just saw mm, are you like I don't a, know if I'm going to make it. Are you a red wine?
1: like? Are we? Are we? A, uh, like I used a to be more
2: white, and okay. when it's hot, I still like white. But I'm more of a red now. Big bold cab, okay, is my jam. So my like,
1: jam. you'll appreciate this because I, I was hanging out with some of our digital hosts. Uh, I think it was the Super Bowl earlier this year, and somebody was talking about getting a nice bottle of wine, and I, I was like, yeah, I, I just bought like, because I always have wine in the house. I don't really drink a lot of wine, but I always have some. And I was like, yeah, I just bought some. There was like you know $12, 13 dollars a bottle, and everybody was like. That's not nice wine. I'm like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, once we get to like above $10, it seems like it's yeah, really You don't know what you're doing. Yeah.
2: We've been over this. We, you uh, yeah. have
1: you have no clue what you. They're you're doing. all sitting there buying $60 bottles of wine. Like, you no. Yeah. No.
2: Well, I'm going to be in Bristol next week and we're going to go get drinks and you're going to get yourself a white Zin for 6 bucks and I'm going to get an $18 cab and then we're going to split the okay, bill
0: okay pretty. it's
2: spain and Fitz, sarah spain jason Fitz, espn radio espn app sirius xm channel 80 hit us up dr pepper twitter feed at spain and Fitz, at sarah spain at jason Fitz. let us know what the one item you see that you can't resist is let's get to uh the fastest show in the west quickies
0: quickies with spain and Fitz. we get in and out of topics fast
2: all right real quick because we're going to talk about aaron judge if something big happens tonight but there was some conflict or I guess conversation about the fact that the game was airing on Apple and people wanted the voice of the Yankees, the man that they associate with all of the calls to be the one that they would hear call it if judge broke that record and got 61. So I guess we're asking you at Sarah Spain at Jason Fitz at Spain and Fitz Should Michael K. be on the call for all of judges at bats going forward, regardless of the channel it's on? Should there be some agreement? Should it somehow work out so that the voice you hear calling it is Michael K., regardless, or is this just what happens when multiple broadcasts have rights?
1: The other side of all of this, though, Sarah, is like, what a great opportunity for Apple TV, you know, in in their Mm -hmm. process, to get to show their product off. Like, when you spend all this money on TV rights, your hope, or streaming rights, your hope is that there's going to be something monumental happening uh, getting you know Aaron Judge taken on the Red Sox with the opportunity to set the record that checks every one of those boxes so how many people are going to check out Apple TV's coverage it yeah. may not otherwise huge opportunity Absolutely.
2: for them it's big all right next story quickies uh the heartwarming nature of the next story literally almost made me tear up I, there's just something about when sports feels bigger and it embraces uh Competition and legacy. Roger Federer is going to play his last game and his last match is going to be in doubles and his partner is going to be his lifelong rival, Rafael Liddell. It's just, it's almost too much. I think it's going to be super emotional and also fun to watch um it's going to be Federer and Nadal taking on Francis Tiafoe and Jack Sock of Team World um on on Friday this is in the Laver Cup and uh he said for as long as we battled together having had always this respect for one another our families coaching teams for us to go through as well to go through a career we both have had come out the other side and have a nice relationship is maybe a great message to tennis and beyond I agree Fitz an incredible message
1: yeah this is one of those moments where Uh, There are certain times that things transcend and to see two rivals come together, it almost feels so storybooked that it's manufactured. It's great for him. It's great for them. It's great for tennis fans. It gives everybody a million extra reasons to tune in and you leave in a way that isn't about the win or the loss against the rival. It's about celebrating the rivalry of greatness like that. That to me is just a beautiful thing.
2: It's really cool. And for them to compete all year and all all decade and whatever, and then to come out and want to play together. So cool. All right, next story. Quickies. We don't have a lot of information on this, but we'll be tracking it. The Spanish women's national soccer team, 15 players sent an equally samely worded message to the team that they will not be appearing for national competition, that they will not be a part of the national team if the coach isn't fired. And so far the response back from the Federation was pretty alarming, Fitz. It was basically like, we're not going to dictate to you what happens with this coach. When there's 15 people saying that stuff, I'd say an investigation is in order.
1: Yeah, when 15 people walk away from an incredible opportunity that you work your whole life for, it tells you something's wrong. I mean, that's just it's that simple. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on what, what the next development is, but there has to be another development.
2: All right, next story. Quickies. Uh, Okay, this is a wild stat, Fitz, that our producer, Devin, brought to us. Since 2021, the Dolphins are undefeated against starting quarterbacks whose last names contain the letter O, (laughs) (laughs) and they have lost every game against starting quarterbacks whose names do not contain the letter O. Their 21-point comeback on Sunday kept this streak alive. And Devin did the math, although he he said don't count on it just in case he messed up. But he believes that if this holds true for this season, the Dolphins will finish eleven and six. Yeah.
1: Um, that's fine, but just remember that if the Dolphins take on Derek Carr Gonna be uh, that. That's all. (laughs) Like we're fine. That's all that matters. So uh, I didn't know I was gonna have (laughs) to do the to Come back to the Raiders. Who sat down and figured out that stat? Like what? Well,
2: okay. So that's what I want to know. And maybe the maybe the people out there. We've heard some pretty ridiculous stats where we're like, wow, that's who dug that up. I want you to give me a more ridiculous stat than that one. Mm. I challenge you at Sarah Spade, at Spade, at Fitz, at Jason Fitz to give us a more ridiculous stat than that. All right, coming up, Thursday Night Football kicking off in about 20 minutes. We'll get you set for the game between the Browns and Steelers with voices representing both teams next.
0: Spain and Fitz, the podcast.